episode on a Wednesday say what What? that's right so normally our episodes we usually stick to our drink the true crime the paranormal there's not too much banter we stay on topic yeah right (laughs) (laughs) but we really want you to tune into our show and kind of leave the mess of what is reality behind and we know that there is a lot of negative yucky stuff right now going around in the world So we wanted to kind of do an extra episode to help you distract yourselves from all that yuckiness. And we're going to make it a little easier because this is going to be a fun episode. Exactly. Where we're going to pick just fun, you know, campfire ghost stories, which I'm going to tell. And some goofy true crime stories, which I'm going to tell. (laughs) So like normal, we're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) mom what are you drinking tonight oh i poured myself a glass of sparkling corbell as i always do (laughs) and i am actually drinking my very favorite beer tank seven from boulevard brewing company here in kansas city Mm -hmm. so let's switch it up mom tell me a paranormal story all right well the first one i'm going to do is taken from the americanfolklore.net It's called The Golden Hand. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. He never paid much attention to the neighbors living on the city block until the day the pretty middle-aged widow moved in two doors down from him. She was plump. (laughs) That's what this says. But it makes me feel attractive. (laughs) She caught his eye. (laughs) And dark with sparkling eyes. And she always wore dark gloves on her hands, even indoors. Hmm. He went out of his way so to she's meet in her. Coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, she guess so. Maybe. <sighs> he went out of his way to meet her, and they often bumped into each other. Because so she was so plump. They had. <laughs> <laughs> so the six feet thing didn't work for them. <laughs> she was plump, and he wanted to bump into her. Each day on the street, and they stood talking. One day, as she brushed her hair back from her forehead, he caught a glimpse of gold under the glove on her right arm. When he asked her about it, she grinned and told him that she had lost one of her hands a few years back and now wore a golden hand in its place. In that moment, a terrible lust. I lost my place. (laughs) And that reading. moment, a terrible lust woke in his heart. Because she had a gold hand. Not to possess the lady, oh, but, but to, have to possess hand? the solid gold hand that she wore under her long black gloves. Creepazoid. He courted the widow with everything he had. Flowers, trips to the theater, gifts, compliments. Mom's throwing her phone. <laughs> hate not reading on paper. He finally won her heart. Within a month, they were standing in front of the altar. Dang. Promising to love one another until death parted them. Within another month, he was a widower and had buried his ailing wife in a local cemetery without 
her golden hand. Mm. It had been so easy, a slow poison administered daily to resemble a wasting disease. No one, not his wife, not the family doctor, nor their neighbors, no one suspected murder. And the night after the funeral, he slept with the golden hand under his pillow. <laughs> Comfortable. <laughs> it was a dark night. Clouds covered the moon and the wind was whistling down the chimney and rattling the shutters of the townhouse. He was deeply asleep when the door to his room slammed open with a loud bang and a wild wind whipped around the room, scattering papers and books and clothing and table coverings every which way. Sounds like you're telling the Grinch story. He <laughs> sat up, startled by the sudden noise, and its pulse began to pound when he saw a greenish white light bobbing slowly into the room. The wind bob, didn't bob, stir him. Bob, bob. <laughs> Before his eyes, the light slowly grew larger, taking on the shape of his dead wife. She was missing one arm. Yeah, it's under his pillow. Where is my golden hand? She moaned, her dark eyes blazing with red fire. Give me my golden hand. He tried to speak, but his mouth was so dry with fear that he could only make soft, gasping noises. The glowing phantom moved closer to him. Her once lovely face twisted into a hideous green mask. You stole my life, you stole my hand. Give me back my golden hand, the dead wife howled. The noise rose higher and higher, and the phantom pulsed with green light that smoked his eyes, making them water. He cowered back against his pillows, and the hard shape of the golden hand pressed against his back, and then he felt the gold hand twitch underneath Ew. him Ew. as the mangled green phantom that had been his wife swooped down upon him, pressing his face against the pillow in a suffocating green cloud. He tried to scream, but it was cut off suddenly by a terrible pressure against his throat, cutting off his breath. The world went black. The next morning, when the housemaid came into the room with her master's morning cup of tea, she found him lying dead on the floor with a golden hand clutched around his throat. Ooh. Campfire story number one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my story is a bit of legend as well as true crime. We'll start with the legend behind this one. I found this story on Reader's Digest. I will put the link to where we got all of these stories in the description of the episode so you can go and find these articles because there's quite a few silly things out there you can read. So I will start with the legend behind this one. That's a big word. The unsubstantiated... You said it right. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Uh, Legend holds that in 1904, a bus crashed while transferring patients from an asylum in Fairfax County, Virginia. I actually used to live there. Anyway, the patients escaped and all but one were eventually recaptured 
Shortly after the bus breakdown, dead bunnies started appearing around the area, many hanging from the Fairfax Station Bridge. Ew. But none of that has been proven true, and historians claim that it actually can't be because there were no asylums in Fairfax <laughs> okay. in 1904. What is true is that in 1970, a pair of mysterious and scary incidents occurred in that area involving a man dressed in a bunny suit. <laughs> a young couple was taking a nighttime drive when a man dressed in a bunny suit hurled an axe at their car. Mm. While it broke their car window, neither of them were hurt. Only two weeks later, another Fairfax County man discovered an axe-wielding guy in a bunny suit chopping up the porch of a recently built, unoccupied house. He was gone by the time the police arrived. The real-life bunny man was never apprehended, and Fairfax Station Bridge has been all but renamed Bunny Man Bridge. <laughs> the name is so popular that even Google Maps uses it. No way. <laughs> Short and sweet. Who is this guy? And nobody's dead. So <laughs> Some guy is running around in a bunny suit. In a white bunny Easter. suit. <laughs> Happy Easter, everyone. <coughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so I'm on again. This is taken from a site called scaryforkids.com. Oh, boy. And I think this is a little too scary for kids. <laughs> I don't know. It's called Keyhole. Peehole? Keyhole. Oh, I was like, yeah, that is a little too scary for kids. Keyhole is a creepy story about a man who stayed in a strange hotel and encountered something very odd. <laughs> that was just the intro. Scrolling your phone. Scrolling a your man phone. went to a hotel and walked up to the front desk to check in. The woman at the desk gave him his key and told him that on the way to his room, there was a door with no number that was locked and no one was allowed in there. Well, that's stupid because then, of you course, you, you want to now go in gonna there. Now he's going to want to go in there. He would have walked by it. it Ding dong. Especially, no one should look inside the room under any circumstance. Oh, well, that's <laughs> really telling him to do it. A little foreshadowing, I so think. So he followed the instructions of the woman at the front desk, going straight to his room and going to bed. The and next she night. She told him to go to bed, too. And don't go to your go room and go to bed. And don't go to bed because he's doing everything <laughs> that she's telling him not to do. The next night, his curiosity would not leave him alone about the room with no number on the door. He walked down the hall to the door and tried the handle. Sure enough, it was locked. He bent down and looked through the wide keyhole. Cold air passed through it, chilling his eye. What he saw was a hotel bedroom, like his... And in the corner was a woman whose skin was completely white. She was leaning her head against the wall, facing away from the door. Mm. He stared in, confused for a while. He almost knocked on the door out of curiosity, but decided not to. He crept away from the door and walked back to his room. The next day, he returned to the door and looked through the keyhole. This time, all he saw was red. He couldn't make anything anything out beside a distinct red color 
Perhaps the inhabitants of the room knew he was spying the night before and had blocked the keyhole with something red. At this point, he decided to consult the woman at the front desk for more information. She sighed and said, Did you look through the keyhole? <laughs> the man told her that he had, and she said, Well, I might as well tell you the story. A long time ago, a man murdered his wife in that room, and her ghost haunts it. But these people were not ordinary. Oh, no, they weren't. <laughs> they were white all over, except for their eyes, which mm. were red. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is creepy. No! <laughs> that was so cool. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, that's really scary. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so a Charlotte, North Carolina man, having purchased a case of rare, very expensive cigars, went to an insurance company to have them insured against fire. Within a month, having smoked his entire stockpile of fabulous cigars and having yet to make a single premium payment on the policy, the man filed a claim against the insurance company. Huh. In his claim, the man stated that he had lost the cigars, quote, in a series of small fires. Oh, unquote. he smoked them. Oh, jeez. The insurance company refused to pay, citing the obvious reason that the man had consumed the cigars in a normal fashion. The man sued and won. Huh? In delivering his ruling, the judge stated that since the man held a policy from the company in which it had warranted that the cigars were insurable and also guaranteed that the cigars would be insured against fire without defining what it considered to be unacceptable fire, it was obligated to compensate the insured for his loss. Oh my gosh. Rather than endure a lengthy and costly appeal process, the insurance company grudgingly accepted the judge's ruling and paid the man $15,000 for the rare cigars he lost in the fires. After the man cashed his check, however, the insurance company had him arrested on 24 counts of arson. <laughs> With his own insurance claim and testimony from the previous case being used as evidence against him, the man was convicted of intentionally burning the rare cigars and sentenced to 24 consecutive one-year terms. <laughs> Don't mess with your insurance company. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He thought he was so damn clever. So smart. He totally got away with that. Oh. What you got for us, Mom? Okay, this is really creepy. Oh, no. The other one was... No, I... This is worse. Oh, great. <laughs> okay, I got this from liveabout.com. It's a creepy urban legend about a clown statue. Oh, I don't like clowns. You're really not going to like clowns. Great. Clowns. Some people love them. Others are scared silly by him. The urban legend of the clown statue falls into the uh, scary category and has been making the internet rounds for at least a decade. 
And even though this tale has never been proven real, stories of killer clowns are based on <laughs> fact. Nope. No, 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 no. So you go, the creepy clown. A few years ago, a mother and a father decided they needed a break. <laughs> Probably because they've been <laughs> a break locked from up, each other, or no, they've been locked. They've up been in locked the house in quarantine for quarantine. too long. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> with their kids. <laughs> so they wanted to head out for a night on the town. Obviously, Not everything's happening. open <laughs> again. <laughs> Shoot. So they called their most trusted babysitter. When the babysitter arrived, the two children were already fast asleep in their beds. She had the best gig ever. So the babysitter just got to sit around and make sure everything was okay with the kids. Later that night, the babysitter got bored. So she wanted to watch TV, but she couldn't watch it downstairs because they didn't have cable downstairs. The parents didn't want want their kids watching too much TV. So, so they, they are not quarantined. <laughs> so they, they didn't. TV deserves saving grace right cable. now. <laughs> so she called them and asked if it was okay if she could watch the cable TV in the parents' room. Of course the parents said it was okay, but the babysitter had one final request because she obviously had already been watching TV and mm -hmm. then she felt guilty, so she called up and she said, hey, is it okay if we, um, if I like cover up the large clown statue in your bedroom with a blanket? Because it was making her nervous. The Why phone they have a clown statue in their room? Exactly. The phone line was silent for a moment. And the father, who was talking to the babysitter, said, Listen to me. Take the children and get out of the house. We'll call the police. We don't have a clown statue. <gasps> That's it? That's it to the story? You're not done, right? Well, this goes on this is not the one that i wanted to read oh god but this goes on saying that the children and the babysitter were murdered mom we're supposed to be doing positive <laughs> silly stories okay. they weren't murdered but um <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just kidding folks <laughs> we're gonna take that back but the father did say grab the children right now act cool act calm act cool <laughs> Don't be uncool And get right the now. hell out of the house because <laughs> we ain't got no clown statue. Oh, my gosh. Is that the end of the And story? she did. And they got out of the house. <laughs> <comes out. laughs> and the police came and they got the creepy clown. Good story, Mom. Good story. Isn't that creepy, though? Yes, that's terrifying. Oh, that's <laughs> not a statue. That's a human being. That's we probably don't have a clown Mom. statue. That's just that's disturbing. No. <laughs> All right. So my story, our last story this evening for our little mini distraction from Corona surprise episode is called the zoo parking attendant. Outside the Bristol Zoo in England, there is a parking lot for 150 cars and eight coaches or buses. As the story goes, the lot was manned by a very pleasant attendant with a ticket machine charging cars one pound, which is about a dollar and forty cents, and coaches five pounds, which is about seven dollars. This parking attendant worked there for all of 25 years. Then one day, 
He just didn't turn up for work. Oh, no. Oh, well, said Bristol Zoo Management. We'd better phone up the city council and get them to send a new parking attendant. Uh, no, said the council. That parking lot is your responsibility. Uh, no, <laughs> said Bristol Zoo Management. The attendant was employed by the city, city council, wasn't he? Uh, no, <laughs> insisted the council. <laughs> Sitting in his villa somewhere on the coast of Spain <laughs> is a man who had been taking the parking lot fees, estimated at 400 pounds, about $560 a day, at Bristol Zoo for the last 25 <laughs> years. Assuming seven days a week, this amount is just over 3.6 million pounds, which is seven million dollars <laughs> and no one even knows his name it's a true story <laughs> well i mean <laughs> well sweetheart this has been fun yes it has been fun we hope you guys are all staying healthy being well being smart being safe i hope you find some way to color those roots <laughs> and not pulling the hair out no fighting with your spouse or your partner. It's okay. We will get through this. I promise. We will be back this coming Monday. We'll be covering some stories from California. Stay positive. We're all in this together. Cheers, Mama. Cheers. Love you, kid. Bye. <laughs>